And welcome back to the For Films Life Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archidia, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about Edge of Seventeen. But yeah. before that, let's do the catch-up. Oh, yeah, that was quick. Yeah, um, that was quick. That was, uh, I don't let's know. right into that. Yeah, let's fucking dive right into it. Uh, catch-up. Um, slow week. Yeah, it's been, it's been a slow week for me, too. Yeah, nothing of note that I can think of really significant happened this week. <laughs> really. I, I started doing, like, I, I went back into Photoshop a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't. I used Photoshop a lot yeah. uh, back when I did YouTube for a while, mm-hmm. and I just I kind of I missed it. I missed compositing. Like yeah. I missed just being able to take two pictures and just like mash them together. And oh have yeah, it worked really well. That's pretty and cool. And so I did that, and I felt fucking great. And yeah. I really want to get to it again. And like I understand why animators spend like fucking <laughs> seventeen hours a day on the fucking Cintiq, just yeah. like writing and drawing. <laughs> I've been in that room a lot lately, and those guys work fucking hard, man. Yeah, they do. Our animation students are fucking beasts. Yeah, I they don't... Are. Like, if I was an animation student, I probably would have blown my head off a long time ago. Yeah. That's how hard they work. Yeah, they're hard workers. Yeah. They definitely are. But uh, that room's fucking fantastic. They have, like, their own little community. It's like... Yeah. You know how um, if the school was Russia, mm-hmm. they'd be Crimea? What, they, what? Crimea? Nope. No? No idea? Nope. If... <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Geography. No. Nope. It's like okay. Mm-mm. If if all right. If if they were the United States. Okay. Then the animation room would be Texas. All right. There we go. There you you explain to me better? something about America because I don't know anything <laughs> outside of the United America, States. America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Walking around saving the motherfucking world. Yeah. <laughs> Ignorant fucking, <laughs> really, we're just fucking ignorant fucks. <laughs> oh no Wait, shit! <laughs> that, I saw a comedian say about talk about that the other day. It's yeah. just like as soon as you like, it's like Europe and and the United States. That's it. Anything mm. past that, they have no idea. Nope. South America, no fucking idea. Nope. nope. Fucking Asian, no fucking god. Damn it, Jonathan. Mm-mm. It's a. Uh, Jonathan's always the one that texts me. It's either Jonathan or Sage, the one that texts me. Yeah, so what? Whatever. Anyway. But uh, other than that, I haven't really done a lot this week. Like, I had a shoot on... Because we shot Sunday. We recorded Mm -hmm. Sunday. Mm -hmm. So it's like Thursday, and it's like, well, I've been working. Yeah. That's kind of what's been happening. Definitely is. Um, Well, actually, something did happen to me. Uh, I thought I lost my cat on fucking Tuesday. Yeah. And I got back. I left them on Monday... At like 11 a.m., mm-hmm. went to school, came back, cat wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I, I woke up on Tuesday and like cat wasn't there. Okay. So I was like, well, fuck, my cat's missing. Yeah. I can't, I haven't seen my cat in like 25 hours. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I, I, I was sad. So I went to school. I was like, he'll come back. And then I come home, fucking cat isn't there. Hmm. Cat isn't, it's nowhere to be fucking found. Yeah. But you said like the cat was eating food. So it was like, we know the cat's not dead, but well, it's like, but where's the he, cat? Here's the thing. Like the food was like nibbled on. Mm. And usually when I get home, cat fucking eats the food. Uh, so it's just you, like, you. all right, well, the cat's eating. Something's eating the food. Somebody's I don't know if it's food. my cat. Yeah. My porch light was on. Might be like some possum or like some weird rat. That, that's happened before. Yeah. <laughs> I did. That did happen. I had a possum. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. So like. I'm terrified. It's like, all right, well, I got to find my cat. Mm-hmm. So I started walking around the neighborhood trying to find my cat. And I walk around for 2.5 hours. Yeah. I'm behind neighbor's houses holding a flashlight, wearing a trench coat. Mm-hmm. I'm a big brown man. Yeah. The potential for me to get the cops called on me is pretty high at this point. Yes. And I'm just walking around looking for my fucking cat, meowing to the street. <laughs> just meow! Meow! Yeah. To anyone that will fucking hear me. Yeah. And then I hear a meow back. And it's just like, oh, shit, that's a cat. 
That's not my cat. And then, Meow! nope, not my then cat. Not some other cat. Not your cat. <laughs> Just some other cat that thought I was trying to bang him. Yeah. And then, like, I start me on the neighborhood. Dogs are barking at me. And, like, at this point, I'm, like, pretty angry at the fact that I can't find my fucking cat. Yeah. So, like, when a dog barked at me, I'm like, no! He's like, fuck, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so, like, I looked deranged. <laughs> so I'm fucking hell was it talking to you, asshole? <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Happened, like, at three houses. Yeah. It's just, like, in the back of my house, I, like, my cat usually calling me, comes running back. Mm. And, like, I, I, I meow, and the neighbor's dog starts barking at me. It's like, I'm not talking to you, man. Yeah. And, like, the neighbor's lady just, like, closes her door as I say that. I was just it's like, like hey, I'll whatever, man. I'm finding my cat. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't find him, and I was just, like, bummed out, like, incredibly bummed out because yeah. I thought I lost my cat. Yeah. Have you ever lost a cat? I, I hope so. I hope to one day. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I hope to one day. <laughs> I have not lost a cat yet. I have yeah, two of them in my house. Two of them. Yep, it's <laughs> fucking heartbreaking when you lose a cat. We'll see. Because you're like... We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. It's like... Part of me is just like, man, like I'm, I'm supposed to keep you alive mm-hmm. and you're not... How can I do that if you're not here? Yeah. I need you here so I can feed you yeah. and keep you alive. And the other half, you just missed the little asshole. Like, I was sitting on Tuesday night. Yeah. And normally, he'd, like, rub up on my feet and, like, try to scratch my feet. And I was like, ah, mm. oh, fuck yeah, I have a cat. Yeah. But Tuesday night, I didn't have a cat. So, I was just, like, sitting, literally sitting in my living room. Yeah. Just looking at a wall. Just, like, missing my cat. Yeah. And then I, I fell asleep on the floor of my living room. Woke up at 9 in the morning. The piece of shit was, like, fucking it's legs right up. Yeah. Sprawled out in the hallway. Just like, hey, man, what's happening? And I was just like, you piece of shit cat. <laughs> You fucking asshole cat. See, I, 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 I can only dream. Yeah. I can only dream and hope that one day that the cat of the, the bane of my existence, uh, we have a cat named Shiloh, uh, just one day that the cat will walk away and just never come back. <laughs> or just leave and never Isn't return. Isn't that cat like, like actually retarded? Yes, his, that cat's mother and father are brother and sister. And it's like my girlfriend knew this going in to get the cat. I mean, the cat is dead behind the eyes. It's just like it, it knows nothing except for like basic instincts. And the cat just doesn't serve a purpose for me. You know, but it's like the only thing is like is I'm a proponent of if something makes you uncomfortable, then you should go towards it and sit in it even more. Anything that, that makes you afraid or uncomfortable or anything, it. It directly go into it. Yeah. And with this cat, it's like, I don't like the cat at all. And I'm not, <laughs> just, just, all right. Number one, it's like being in a room with a, um, there's a certain person that I work with. And whenever, whenever I'm sitting beside her, then she, when she breathes, just being a person, just being yeah. a human. <sighs> And that's just, just, that's just being a human, you know what I'm saying? Just, she, she, you know, so that's, and I hate to sit there and have to listen to that. You know, it's not like something she's doing on purpose. She's put herself in a position to where that whenever she breathes, now I have to listen to her snore. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's like, I mean, I just don't like it. I don't like it. And I have to, and now I have to be around that. And that's what the cat does. Yeah. The cat is like, whenever the cat is just sitting there, it's <laughs> all the time. And it also stares at you constantly for no reason you know what I'm saying it doesn't have any real thoughts except for hunger and fear you know so there's not like an intention behind the stare like with the dog like you understand like what he wants and what you want and where this whole thing is with the cat there's nothing there yeah Joshi comes up to you you know exactly what what he he wants wants. you want pets or you want food yes which one do you want and the cat goes like pets and then you pet him yeah and it's like I understand. Like I didn't grow up grow up with uh, with pets, mm-hmm. and this is my first well second time. I guess I had a dog before a pit bull. He was he was awesome, but right. this is my first time with like non like black pets. <laughs> I guess because like a, it's a pit bull a black pet. Yes, definitely. A Rottweiler is a black pet. A pit bull is a black pet. 
um, like goldfish, beta fish, like those can be considered I think, black I think pets. Puerto Ricans and black people share pets. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would say that. We, yeah, we minorities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, even uh, his uh, Mexican too, because the Chihuahuas that goes into the black culture as well. So like any of the minorities. So can I my... just say how much I fucking hate you? Yep, always. don't like him either. Me fucking hate him. Little fucking cunts. hate him. Yep, pieces of shit. <laughs> You know, so um, so so now it, this is for all you Chihuahua owners out there. Fuck you, get a real dog. Yeah. You have so, a rat that barks. Yeah, so I mean that's basically what, what Yoshi is—just a large, oversized rodent. He's a—he's uh, just fluffy and cute. Yeah, he's a, he's a Pomeranian, and I mean I love the dog. I mean even though his only purpose is to you know if if I'm if I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, then he'll wake up and he'll do whatever the fuck I told him to do. Yeah. You know if I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, the cats don't give a fuck. No. You know it's like I don't understand like the purpose of cats. Like the I, I don't, of cats? I don't Here's, understand. Cats are like, or, or maybe they serve a purpose that I don't need. Is what it is. For maybe me. I think mm-hmm. so. I think because like I think a lot of people that own cats mm-hmm. fantasize about being a cat, mm-hmm. and I think it comes from the innate need of being able to just do nothing mm-hmm. for like hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Like people that have cats are pretty busy a mm-hmm. lot of the time. So mm-hmm. like either writers or like people that have like really high end CEO hey, jobs. I'm gonna disagree with that. Just because a lot of people have cats, and what? I know a lot of lazy fucking people with cats, like That's like mo- lots of them actually. Well, this is the thought process of like what I see with cat owners. Right. This is my experience <laughs> yes. with cat owners. All right. <laughs> cat owners are usually like either really busy or mm. they don't have the energy to keep up with dogs mm. because dogs are like like high attention. Yes. So people get a cat because I was like, all right, I have a cat. Mm. It has the same social energy that I have. Mm. It can either be there with you or not. <laughs> And you would be fine. Because, like, if, if you have a cat owner and you see a cat in a room, you want to go pet the cat. But if the cat doesn't want to be pet, you just have to deal with not petting a cat. So, like, that's what? the same, that's how you deal with people. Like, if I'm in a room. But it's not a person, though. Well, yeah. But, like, the social energy is the same for being a cat. For, like, having yeah. a cat owner yeah. versus being, like, not socially active a lot of the time. Yeah. The social energies are the same. It, it, it requires mm. some sort of dialogue with your mm. cat and your cat understands this mm. and when he goes up to you and he was like hey i'm he does like a little test up on your leg it's mm. like it's like cool if i and you're like oh yeah sure How no no cat? it's not because i didn't call you over here <laughs> <laughs> like yoshi is like if yoshi came and did that like like what the cats do they come rope on your leg i'm like get the fuck out of here I'm like what the fuck's your problem well, you know but <laughs> but if it's like i'm like hey i think i want to pet a dog right now mm. i call yoshi over it's like it's kind of because like I'm a control freak. freak. Right. You can't be a control freak with a cat. No, you, you can't. know not whatsoever because they don't give a fuck. Like they're in control, not you. Like <laughs> with the dog, it's like it's like if you want attention, maybe I'll give it to you. Maybe I won't. But if I want attention, you're gonna give it to me. Yeah, you know, they, and that's, that's always gonna be a cat. It's like you have to kind of have an equal balanced yeah, relationship have, with you, them. And and that's a and a lot of a lot of cat owners that I mm-hmm. see kind of crave that equal relationship mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah, and they can have it because mm-hmm. of whatever reason. Yeah. So like the cat just feels a little bit of that void of having a dialogue with someone. One yeah that's on your same social energy level i got you and that's why i like my cat because my yeah. cat is kind of like once you own a pet for a while they mm. kind of become the owner yeah. or the owner becomes the cat yep. and so like me and my cat have the same thought process when it comes to like handling how to meet people like yeah. a new person walks in the house and my cat's like i gotta get the fuck out of here mm. and so like i just i just communicate with my cat it's like hey dude are you okay yeah. And he's like, Meow. and I was like, all right, well, do you want food? Mm. It's like, all right, I'll give you food. Yeah. And like, the cat doesn't have no idea. I'm mm. projecting everything that I'm feeling yeah, into my cat. Of course, yeah. But the cat just lets you do that. It's just kind of like, hey, I'm feeling a little anxious. You want to get pet behind the ears? And mm. the cat will walk up to him and be like, Meow. Mm. and then if he doesn't, you're just like, no, nah, it's fine. I get it. So am I. It's cool. I don't want to be touched right now either. 
Yeah, I, so, yeah, yeah. I guess it's different different people with different personalities. Yeah, yeah. Because like with with Yoshi, it's like if I, I love being at home and alone, and I'll have him in the room with me watching television, but I'm not looking at him. We're like, you know, we're not interacting with each other. Right. But I like that he's just sitting there and with me in the room. Yeah. You know. But then if somebody was to knock on the door, you know, to the living room, then he would get up. People, oh yes, no, I, I would. People, oh yes, finally, yes, people, 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 yes, we get to play. Tell them to have fun. You're know? socializing. We're socializing. Yeah, yeah. But it's like for the downtime, it's like, yeah, we're just hanging out. But then it's like, but when somebody knocks on the door, like the cats, they never have that wanting to be right. interactive and social. And it's like, nah, get the fuck the, out of here. The, yeah. I don't want to say that love is conditional. Yes, um, <laughs> but their love is conditional. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. It depends on like it depends on what the cat wants, and it just yeah. it just establishes a nice line of communication. I'm just like, nope, doesn't matter what you want. Yeah. It only matters what I want. Right, and like, yeah, and that's so, that's the kind of pets that I like. <laughs> you know, different personalities, man. Yeah. Like, I like my cat because my cat lets me know, like, yeah. dude, you're being an asshole right now. We yeah. should stop. That. I mean, it's like and it's like a friendship yeah. as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like it's like an actual dialogue between yeah. like cat and human. Yeah, and it's, it's weird how it sounds, but I mean, it's true. Yeah, and it's like, it's like it's like a friendship as opposed to a piece of property. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like exactly. Yoshi's my property. He's not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like yeah. my cat leaves the house and he comes back like twenty five hours later. I'm yeah. worried, but he's a cat. I can't do dick about it. Yeah. Because he's a fucking cat. He's yeah. gonna leave whenever he wants and come back. That's that's an odd thing about um. This is gonna transition into something a mm-hmm. little bit weird, different. But um, all right. So before we have this internet and the technology and the rating systems and everything, mm-hmm. and you you're talking about how you can go into a movie and like, like just see I can it. pay for a bad experience but no no just pay for any experience right, you know yeah. it's like you don't know that you're going to pay for a bad experience mm-hmm. but I'm saying like you could turn a television sh- uh, the TV on and a movie could come on and then you don't have to know the title or what the rating is or what anybody's ever said about it right. and then you can start watching it you know and that's what we had to do you know 30 years ago because like you just, just, it just is what it was yeah. you know but but now it's um, I've gotten spoiled to the point to where I can't do that anymore I can't go in blindly not knowing what I'm watching or knowing nothing about it really? you know no, no more. I can't. And it's just like that strange thing of not knowing and uh, not being in control a little bit. And that's, I'm kind of relating that with the cat. It's just like that, the not knowing and not being in control and just, you don't know what's happening next. And it's just completely playing something by ear. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, there's that's a, a freedom thing. to it. There's yeah. a freedom to it. Cause yeah. I'm one of those people that I, I, I get stuck. I like routine, mm. but routine and like structure mm. fuck with the creative thought process mm. that I have. It just, they just don't match together. Okay. So, like, in order to be creative, I have to, like, constantly put myself in situations where I'm not in control. Mm. Because that's where, like, either I get angry or I get sad or, like, the thoughts happen yeah. that way. So, like, I think that just having a kind of sort of reflection on that is just like, well, yeah. here's a thing that's in my house yeah. that maybe likes me yeah. or maybe wants to kill me. We're going to figure mm. it out. We'll see how this makes me feel. Yeah. And a lot of the times that's great. But, yeah, like, I, I, I put myself in, in situations where I don't have a structure or mm. like a, like a plan yeah because i want the reaction of creativity to happen through that yeah so like if i had a structure i know what's exactly going to happen mm-hmm. so like by the time i implement structure i know how i feel about something i'm yeah. not learning something out which yeah. is why i like i like i like the not knowing i okay. like the like the holy fuck what's happening yeah. kind of feeling it's okay. pretty great yeah so mm. yeah my cat was missing and I found him. He's back. Yes. That was the whole point of that. No me. It's like fucking asshole cat. My, my, my cat is not lost in. If, if you want a cat, if you want a cat, <laughs> we can give away one of these cats. We have Shiloh and we have Isis. Isis. Isis is adorable. Isis is adorable. She's 17 years old cat years. Like she's old as shit. That cat yeah. is crumbling. Yes, yeah, she's crumbling apart. But we're going to hold on to her. Like we got to see that through. But Shiloh's only three. You know, so she's going to be around for a long time. 
a long time. I think time. our email is uh, at FFS, uh, for film's sake podcast yes. at gmail.com. Yes. That's our email if you want a cat. Yes. Uh, if you, if you can give my retard cat Shiloh a good home, I would gladly, gladly. You know, and we're going to have to come visit because my girlfriend's just not going to let us give the cat away. No. But, you know, if we can put this cat into a good home, then. If you want a friend and a cat. There you go. Yeah. Now, now my girlfriend's going to have to find out that I've been trying to give away her cat. (laughs) 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 For like a solid minute, too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to cut and then we're going to talk about Edge of 17. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like that we both do that in like our native language. Is that what you you said? Yeah, I said in Spanish. Oh. I said the same thing, but in Spanish. Like, I don't... Uh, synchronizando is like what I hear, but I don't know... Yeah. Oh, Just means synchronizing. Sinking. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Learn something new. Anyway, welcome back, guys. We're going to be talking about The Edge of 17. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, I absolutely love this movie. All right. Like, immensely. Like, okay. It's one of my favorite movies of 2016. All right. And I think... I think I put it on my top one in the top ten episode. Uh, yeah, I'll be using your top three or some of the yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's a top one or top two. This yeah. movie's fucking fantastic. And uh but I want to talk about it, but let's do the rundown. Uh The Edge of Seventeen is uh rated R, came out twenty thousand and sixteen. It's a drama and comedy. Uh it's an hour and forty four minute runtime. Uh, everyone knows that growing up is hard, and life is no easier for high school junior Nadine, who is already at peak awkwardness when her all-star older uh, brother, Darian, starts dating her best friend, Krista. All at once, Nadine feels more alone than ever until the unexpected friendship of a thoughtful boy gives her a glimmer of hope that things might just not be so terrible after all. Uh, the writer-director is uh, Kelly Furman Craig, uh, stars Woody Harrelson as Mr. Bernie, uh, Haley Steinfeld as Nadine, Haley Lou Richardson as Krista, Blake Jenner as uh, Darian, and Hayden Z- Zeto- Zito as Erwin. Okay. Uh, that is a, that's a sh- like I I think the only person that's like really really known there is uh Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um, because Nadine was in True Grit. She was a teen mm-hmm. actress in Teen mm-hmm. Two. She did really True good. In that. And she's fantastic. But oh, I, yeah. I think this is like her first movie that's like really Breakout movie. big as her star. Yeah. Yeah. And she's amazing. I love her performance in this movie. And that's she had a really good performance. That. Really good performance. Uh, same with I think no one in this movie I had a problem with in terms of performance. I think uh, everyone was pretty good. For me, the best performance of anyone was uh, Hayden uh, Zeto, the guy who played Irwin. He uh, was pretty great. Like he stole like every you know scene that he was in for me. I loved that guy. He, the the love the awkwardness that he was able to muster up, like mm. try to be an awkward teen. Yeah. I mean, it was just like oh, so good to watch him. This, this I had I had go ahead. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna be bashing a lot, this movie pretty hardcore. You don't like it? No, this is a good movie. It's a very good movie. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it says 95 out of 100. Yep. And I, b- I believe that rating is correct because, like, the way that I judge a movie is you have to take away the negatives first. But, like, is the editing bad? Like, no, it's not. No, it's is, is, is the sound bad? No, it's mm-hmm. not. Is the cinematography bad? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to go through and take away things first, and then whatever you're left with is your score. So, as far as technically, it is a 95 out of 100, <laughs> you know, but this was very difficult to watch it's, for me and it's, it's just like what is I, I don't know it's like i didn't grow I'm up so interested i did not grow up like that and it's just like like i can't imagine it, 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 it's just it made me want to smack nadine every second like i've i think she's the most like the character that i've hated the most of 
Nope, Joffrey. Joffrey from Game of Thrones. If anybody know who Joffrey from Game of Thrones is, like this is a terrible little piece of shit like Joffrey. And that's the only character in recent time that I could think of that I disliked more than Nadine. You know, I mean, it's like, am I not justified? Like they set her up to be the most terrible, unlikable character for three fourths of the movie. Yeah. You know, and it's just like I'm waiting for her payoff of when is she finally going to get it and stop being such a dumbass. And she finally does at the end, the last 15 minutes. So I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad you got a resolution. But like shit, like what kind of kid is this? Like who the hell? And I mean, maybe there's like lots of people out there in the world that grew up like super rich and spoiled and not having to do anything for themselves, really. But it's just like I couldn't identify with this yeah. person at all, and and this is this is where because I know I know this I knew this was gonna happen because mm. um, we had a we had a similar conversation when Moonlight came out. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah the conversation yeah. was that I couldn't relate to Moonlight. Yeah, because uh, it was so it was far so, out like, of my poor reach. And, yeah, yeah yeah. And and the thing is like I I, I was the kid that mm. I grew up in that I, I lost it by the time I was like fourteen, mm. but I grew up in that environment like yeah. people were wealthy and like nobody was like you know dying. Mm. Um, so I grew up in that environment and like a lot of the mental problems that arise from growing up in that environment from mm. having parents that, uh, you know, have a favorite or having a mom that's like depressed and you having to deal with all that kind mm. of stuff, um, without really knowing how to deal with your own emotions. Mm. Like how do those issues arise? And I think that they're relatable for me because I went through them when yeah. I was like 14 or 15. Mm. And so like I related to this movie a lot. Mo, mo, like, mo, hmm? like what what happened you know like do, do these things happen in real life like all right so there, there's a situation where she's her mom makes her go to work with her she steals her mom's car well for, no 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 before that before that um there's a situation where they're in the kitchen and the mom is talking to the daughter and the the brother mm-hmm. and then nadine was like you know what i'm leaving she's like no you're not get back here and the daughter continues to walk out slams door and leaves yeah. i'm like holy shit I, i've done that are you serious Yeah, i've done that i've left conversations like that. with your parents yeah yeah Whoa. a couple times and, and like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that, as soon as that thing happened, like I was separated from the movie. I was like, whose parent? Like, did your? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that is unconscionable to me. Like, I cannot imagine like saying something negative towards my mom. Like walking away from her as she's speaking. Like, as soon as Nadine did that, I lost all respect for the mother in the situation. Because yeah, I'm like, well, you're meant what? to do that. You're meant to do that. Y- yes, yeah. I was saying for the three fourths of the movie, it's like they set it up to make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. You got the 15 minutes of the the payoff, but I'm just like, sheesh, like she did her job. Like she she did a hell of an acting job because I hated her character. You know what I'm saying? Not her, the person, but her character. character. Yeah, so very good writing. That's what I'm like, 95 out of 100 because very good writing, very good acting, but it's just like, sheesh, like I don't, that person is terrible. Yeah, well, here, and here's the thing. Here's why I like this movie, apart from all. Because uh, apart from all the terrible stuff and like yeah she was a she was a horrible bitch for like yes. three fourths of the movie yeah and and I get it I get it yes but the the thing that the there's a couple of moments of character mm. uh, the first one is when she's drunk in the bathroom yes and she's like having a conversation with Krista mm. and and she goes and then I had a worse thought I have to spend the rest of my life with myself yeah and so like. First of all, I've had that thought multiple times mm-hmm. throughout whatever young I was, from like I think, 15 yes, to 21. De- definitely. Everyone Always. has that thought. Yes. Um, but so there's a couple of moments of characters that reveal that the reason why she's that way is mm-hmm. not because she is that way. It's mm-hmm. a defense mechanism. Because yes. she, she lacks some sort of connection that she lost when her father died. Mm-hmm. And like everything around her was comfortable. And then suddenly you take that away. 
So the spoiled bratiness really becomes a, a self-defense mechanism to make sure to try stick everything the way that you know it is. Mm-hmm. And so like, and then the other moment of character that really hammered that home for me was at the end when she, she goes talked to her like, brother in the hall. Yeah, she's talking mm-hmm. to her brother in the hall, and yep. she goes like, "I have this huge fear that I'm like, I have this feeling that I'm looking down on myself, and I don't like the way I sound, the way I act. I don't I like know what me." To do about it. And I don't know how to change it. Mm-hmm. And she, I'm afraid that that feeling will never go away. Yes. And so, like, those two moments of character, even as bitchy as she was throughout the whole movie, yes. I related to them because I was that kid. I was the kid that... Yes, but, but I mean, there are, I think there are a lot of kids like that, but it's just you don't get the excuse to behave the way that she does. No, no, no it's not an excuse. Know? I'm not saying it's an excuse. Yeah. I'm saying that the reason why oh, I, those yes. things happen... Yes, yes. Are, they're just defense mechanisms. Oh, de- definitely. So, like, definitely. It, it didn't... Like, even though it bothered me that she was a bitch throughout the whole movie... Yeah. You understood I, why she was that way. I yeah. understood why, Definitely. and then like I just kind of wanted to to help because yes. when I was a kid, no one really helped me figure that out. Nope. And 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 I think that's why this movie hit home so hard for me. Because mm. if you're someone that's been through any like a similar like sort of circumstance, anxiety, depression, or just anxiety, depression, yeah. and losing and, like, a loved one, right? Yeah. When your mom's depressed mm-hmm. and you have to talk her off the ledge yeah. every day. Like I identified with both characters in this movie because mm. the brother had to deal with like a, a sort of a depressed mom. Mm. And, and sort of like keeping his life together uh, that's, and keeping her life that's together. That's the character I'm more identified with. With yeah. um, um, a n- number of things happening in childhood, but it's like you can kind of pick the person that you were going to be. Yeah. And my brothers got stuck into Nadine's character more of the childhood and me being thrust, because I'm the oldest, right. being thrust into, nope, now you're an adult. It doesn't matter how old you are. You don't get to do these things anymore. Right. So it's like I'm looking at her like the older brother was looking at her. It's like, why don't you fucking, you think that I just love everything, yeah. that everything is just easy, that I want to go to school right down the street because my mom's going to have a breakdown and that you're driving her to the edge of craziness. You think my life is easy, that I want to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and come do this and drink kale juice and, you know, and be this perfect person? No, that shit is hard as fuck. Yeah. Like living this life is hard, but it's like I have to do it in order to grow up and be you know a responsible human being and Nadine is like well what about me well, and, and, like, and that's the thing and the reason she's like what about me yeah. was because the one person that she felt connected to died yes and then after that person died the other person that she felt connected to Shut the down. only real connection uh, Krista mm-hmm. started dating her brother which yeah. to her was her her perfect organized compartmentalized yeah. world yes breaking down yeah and so like that's uh, like I don't want to say that I I defend her for being the way she was because she was like even like because when something would happen you know like like all right so uh, say when she's talking to the brother and the brother says something to her that's truthful and tries to help her and then she's like you know what your head is too big for your body it looks ridiculous and you'll never be able to fix it you know because there's nothing else she can really get on him for like any truthful thing that she would want to say about him is actually a positive thing you know so the only negative thing she could find was oh well your head is big you know or there's another situation where she text messages a guy and she was like I want to I want to give you a blowjob I want to put your mouth on my tits I want to fuck you inside this room yada yada and the guy uh, the guy the guy responds back and then he picks her up and the, with the intention on doing exactly what she said in the right. text message she gets there and then becomes a cock tease and be like oh no what, what's what was going on now what's happening i told him that i wanted to suck his dick and to fuck him but now he's trying to get me to suck his dick and fuck him i don't understand why this is happening yeah bitch you are stupid as hell and then as soon as then he was like don't try to make me the bad guy and i'm like exactly like she's the one that told you to come pick her up right and, and out of the way and then she gets out of the car and was like I hope you get in a car wreck and get paralyzed, you stupid bitch. And I was like, what the fuck yeah. is wrong with her? She, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get, listen, I, I get it. 
I get why this character seems, but I've like I've I've done the stupid text message, go out somewhere and then go like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. I've like I've done like all the things in the movie. I've done less extreme versions of them. Yeah. So like I get it. Like I know what you're trying to say to me. Yeah. And I know that she is a bitch. Yes. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you're right. And that that is a very good movie. It's a 95 out of 100. Uh, the lady that played the super bitch, she played it so well that I hated her character and love her as an actress. And I'll go watch her other movies because yeah. of this. I love the guy that played Irwin, but it's just it's hard to watch because it just seems so far fetched. Yeah. And, you know, unreal. You know, it's, it's just I've never seen anything like that, that if a child talked to a mother, then immediately you're being smacked to the ground. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't I just. Woo. Yeah, no, it's I, I, I know what you're saying. And I, I think the. The hard hitting for this movie really was like the, what I like, what I loved about this movie is the depiction of like depression mm. and, and and anxiety yeah. that it depicted. It depicted very real, and it and it was yeah. very accurate to how it actually feels. Yeah. When no, when someone's depressed, they don't mope around and 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 hope till the till the world crushes them. No. When someone's depressed, they they act the way that Nadine does because mm-hmm. they're asking for a connection. Acting out, yeah. They're asking, yeah, they're like asking to be connected to. Yeah. Or like when someone has anxiety and they want to not be weird, mm-hmm. the only way that they want to interact is be weird because it's the, it's how they search for a connection. Every, everybody has a different way of dealing with yeah. it though. I just didn't like her way because yeah. uh, the brother's father died too. You know, yeah, like that yeah, was yeah. his dad too. And he was connected to her just as much. And he was connected to his mother. You know, he has a mother and a father the same way Nadine has a mother and a father. But, but she deals with it a lot differently. But Darian know? had to step up and become the support system for the mother. He didn't have to. He could have no, 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 no. No, he could have decided that I don't want to do you know what I'm saying? It's like no. that's that's the same thing with me. It's like I can decide that I'm not gonna be my mother's support system. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be the person that gets a job at 14 and a half. I'm not gonna you know what I'm saying? Like you right. can just be like, I'm not gonna do it and then let everything fall to shit. You well, know, but if you don't do it, if you don't become that person, then it all falls to shit. So he decided to step up and do it. Like you, you're making it sound like he had to do it. Well, like he made the okay, choice. He has to a do it. he has a choice. He made the choice to but do it. It's no, I'm gonna. He had to do it, man. Like I, I was he, that. He, he didn't have the choice to walk away. What would he have done? Like when he when, was an adult, he was about to leave for college. Like instead of going, no, when, instead of when going the to father college. died, that was, that yeah. happened five years before the settings of the movie. Yes, twenty sixteen. Yeah, he's a senior in high school at this point. But instead of like I said, he, instead of him looking for the college that he wants to go to, mm-hmm. he's looking for local colleges so he can stay nearby yeah, yeah, yeah. his mom no, and his sister. That's not what I'm saying. When the dad died, yeah, he was still like he was barely. What he would have been my he age. Was young. Yeah, he yeah. was young. Yeah. At that point, he didn't have a choice. He had mm. to step in. Mm. He had to become the mother support system. Mm. He had to grow up faster than they didn't have to. He had to do all of those things mm. because there was no one else to do it. But when you're that young, you don't have a choice. You don't. <laughs> but if it, it, it just feels like a cop out, it's like, well, he had to do it, but she didn't have to do it. She was yeah, well, that's the thing. She didn't Since have to he do it did it, then Since, then Since, it allowed her to not do anything. Well, I'm I'm just saying like the the relationships are different because yes. he he became the support system. Yeah. But while Narin is looking for her own support system, her mother is busy wallowing self pity. Yeah. And her brother is busy taking care of his mother's self pity. Yeah. So there's no one for to her. to support Nadine. Yeah. And so when that kid doesn't have that support system, they become their own support system. Yep. They're they're sort of survival mode. So in order to lash out and they don't know how to interact because it's hard to talk to other kids about the shit that's on your head or mm. find a friend that's a support system. Yeah. When that happens, they sort of withdraw into themselves. And that's when like the depression and the anxiety starts acting out. Yeah. And then when they find a, a spot that they're comfortable in the world, yeah. and then that 
that place gets cracked down by some insignificant event, they have they act out because it's the only way that they they know how to ask for a support system. But it's not right. It's not right because everybody can act out. Everybody can say these yeah. these things are going wrong, so I'm going to express myself. But you know what I'm saying? It's like but that's not the way psychology works. Like a lot of people aren't aware that they're doing this. A lot of but, behavioral things aren't aware of the, how they're doing that. It's, I can't. It's, it's hard to excuse it though because he had the same opportunity to do that as well. You know, like he had, he could have been. I'm not excusing as, it. I'm okay. saying it's All what right. happens. Yes. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not yes. saying it's okay. Yeah. I'm not saying she has a defense. Okay. I'm just saying it's what happens. Okay. Okay. And there because the circumstances are of what happened. Yeah. That's what transpires. Okay. And the reason why that movie relate to me is because I was that kid. I was the I was the a less extreme version of like what Nadine was feeling. Mm. And so through that, I I, I relate to her more in, in character, and she's so extremely well written that it's really easy for me to put myself in her shoes in a much more extreme situation mm. because of how, like, how well the writing is and how well the emotional journey of that character is done. Mm. By the time I was like 19, I, re- I had the moment of realization that they didn't have at the end of the movie. Yeah. But from the time I was like 15 to like 18, I was the kid that was acting out. I was like having arguments with my parents. I was like denying authority. I failed at a, I pretty much failed out of UNCC because I didn't want to you know, believe in authority. Because I thought I, I knew how to do things my way. And, and, and that's a result of that. That's a result of not having that sort of connection. That's why that movie hits. The movie isn't about a spoiled brat. The movie is about a, a kid that doesn't know how to ask for help. That's mm. what the movie is. The, movie's like, the movie is someone that needs help and wants to ask for it, mm. but is physically and emotionally unable to do so mm. because of the circumstances that happened. The circumstances don't give her an excuse to do the things she did. Okay. That's still a shitty person. Yes. What she did is a result of the circumstances, not a result of the circumstances, but mm. it's, an, it's an effect of the circumstances sure. because it's the only way that she knows how to reach out into the world. Sure. That's, what I, that's why this movie hit because I've, I've been there. I've seen that. And so like, well, the, the behavior is not right. No. It's accurate. It's very, very accurate. Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That that I don't I don't doubt the validity of the accuracy, you know. But I mean, I think there's a lot of accurate things that yeah. I don't want to, you know, visit. <laughs> you know, it's no, just, no, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, but like there's there's a thing because it, it sounded like you were saying that because she was this sort of like nasty person and like the yeah. brother could have been that but wasn't that. Yeah. Uh, it seems like you were sort of stuck in the circumstances of the of the family instead of like mm. what they're doing. Because, like, you can look at circumstances all day and say, mm. well, you could have done that, you could have done the other thing, you could have done that. Yeah. Um, but those things didn't happen. Mm. And what happened is what happened, so now you yes. have to deal with that. Yeah. And it just seemed like you were kind of stuck in the semantics of the circumstances. And it, it, it uh, kind of bothered me. I mean, <laughs> still, because I, I feel like they both have the same ability to do the exact same thing. He could have became her, she, she could have became him. Yeah, it but it's just, it's, it's the person, like, one person decides, no... I'm only gonna do what's right. It's like I don't think he has a game plan either. Like his only real his only real game plan. Hold on, my yeah. mic is going in and out. His uh, his only real game plan is um just doing things the complete straight by the book, straight and narrow. Like I, he doesn't even have a real personality. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. even really know who he is so much. You know, because only thing that he had, only thing he's able to do is look after his mother, look after his sister. Um, trying to have any kind of social life that he can possibly have, but it's all walking the straight and narrow. Every time that we see him, you know, up early in the morning, uh, doing things that normal teenagers don't do. You don't see 17-year-olds getting up in the morning early on a Saturday and doing these things. You don't see the 16- and 17-year-old cleaning up after the party for, you know, their friends and so-and-so. You know, it's like he's just 
turned it's like there, there are two polar opposites and it's like she could have went that way but she didn't you know right. he, he could have went that way but he didn't you know and it's like i'm fine either way you know what happens but it, it's just a um it was just hard to see well i'm curious like that, how does that how does that impair your your thought of the movie how does that like or not impair but how does that like how does that a negative spin for you saying that they could have gone either way a negative spin yeah as you're talking about it, i feeling like i'm getting the vibe that it's a negative thing that he could have been her and she could have been him I'm mm. feeling that that's a negative thing. That's a vibe that I'm getting, but I'm not entirely sure why. Because yeah. even if even if she was the older sister mm. and he had the brother, yeah. the movie would have been the exact same. Why? Because she would have been the support system for the mother, and this kid would have been the one that needed the support. Sure. And then this kid would have started acting out. It would have been the exact same thing. Maybe different different methods of acting out, but it would have been the same. Um, say, I mean, it's it, it, the per, I, mean, I just I still feel like the older person could have moved and let them be a train wreck amongst themselves. He was. It was you know, five not, years. Not, He's not, in high school. Not, he was not at fourteen. Not at fourteen. Yeah. You know, by by the time you're sixteen, it's just I don't know. It's just different circumstances and environments. Because yeah. I mean, I grew up in a terrible like environment. So like people that are my age, you're fifteen and your mom's on drugs and your parents are welfare. So it's like you come live with another family. Like I had a guy, Mario Johnson. If you listen to this. Uh, we were 16 and he came and lived with me and my grandmother because his family situation. Right. So, I mean, it's like when you're in terrible situations, you can get out of it once you get to like a certain age. Right. And that's something that I contemplated for a very long time, being that brother type person mm-hmm. who had to hold everything together. And then by the time I turned 17, I did. I left and never came yeah. back. You know, I turned 17. I was like not living with none of parents, father, like y'all can have this shitty mess of a life that y'all have made for yourself. And I'm going to go do the straight and narrow, narrow right. thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I get what you're saying. You know, because um, like I felt like my brother, mother, mm-hmm. everyone around had the exact same opportunity to do what I did. Right. You know, and they chose not to. And, you know, since they mother dealt with it for her own way for a long time, me and her finally came to terms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a brother still dealing with the things that he's dealing with. He hasn't really had that re- revelation. But it's yeah. just looking at it from that point, it's just like I could have been Nadine, but it was like I didn't, you, you know. Right. And, and and I I think I think the difference comes from like the the difference in opinions and that comes from like how we handle things growing up. Yeah. Um. Because I because I wasn't very like you're a very decisive person and maybe it's you weren't because I had to. You know, yeah. before like I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. but then as soon as shit breaks loose, it's like it all died. Like the kid side died, and no, there was no other. There there was another choice, but it's just like the logical choice as a kid, you know, first is you'd like you say you don't have a choice. You're right. in it when you're 13 years old, 12 years old, 14 years old. But once you're at an age of 15, 16 is you can kind of choose for yourself. Which way am I going to go? I, I think I think this is a matter of extremes, too, mm-hmm. because if I had uh, if I had been through that at 17 yeah it would have been easier to live but my situation wasn't nearly as rough it's extreme yeah as extreme as yours yeah so therefore i felt like i was stuck in the same place because Mm. i couldn't just up and leave um my family um because it wasn't nearly bad enough to the point where it was detrimental to my health Mm. or it was clearly some sort of abusive circumstance or some sort of like really bad circumstance so you feel at a crossroads because the whole time as a kid you're thought well family is one important especially in puerto rican culture yeah family is the thing that matters and Mm. you should always stick by your family yeah so then the moment you think about leaving you start feeling guilty and when you start feeling guilty shit starts going and that that's that's why i feel like some of these characters didn't have a choice in their circumstance mm-hmm. like uh in, in in real life yeah you do have a choice yeah. and you can leave and you can do whatever there are circumstances to that yeah that's true but it, it, it didn't seem like the family aspect was that important to 
uh, Nadine either. No, no, and and the, and she's been isolated for so long, and yeah. that that's why it's not important. I'm yeah. that same way. I don't care about my family nearly as strongly as a lot of people do, mm. um, because I was the one that was left isolated. Mm. So like the, the the isolation of this movie is really where the movie shines. The but it it was still a choice. Like I I was it's like she didn't know how to do it. But it's like I feel like it's all choice. Like they showed earlier on when she's at a party, and then some people come up to uh, her friend, and they was like, "Hey, I really like your outfit. I like yeah. this, this, and this." And they talk for a little while, and then they show Nadine off, you know, still standing there by herself, not knowing how to interact with people in the party. No. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, just walk up and do what she's doing. Well, that's well, the thing. She doesn't know how. No, no, I know she doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, how. Yeah. You know, but what I'm saying it's that easy. Is say, say hello, hey, I'm here, I'm a person, but it's like. Like, I've been that person, too. And it's like, sometimes you're not going to have that person to teach you and show you how to do it, yeah. you know, and you just got to do it. And it's like with, with her, with the, she's at the party and then the people come up to her best friend. They start talking to her for a while. They they show Nadine over in the corner, not interacting. And then they go back and like, hey, you want to play beer pong? Like, yeah. So then they go off into the, the rest of the social activities and, mm-hmm. and she Nadine is there alone yeah. by herself. And just, they calls her mom and tells her to pick her up. Well, there, the there's a moment that happens right before that. She walks outside and there's a girl that she thinks she can interact. With. She should have. That should have been her friend. She, she's immediately friends. punished for trying to interact with someone. Yes. So therefore, she says, "Well, if I'm going to be punished for trying, I'm going to well just walk off." But that, she does it to everybody else too, though. You know what I'm saying? That's why I thought she would have been friends with that person because mm-hmm. it's the, the very first thing, uh, the interaction, and the, she was like, uh, "Yeah, you remind me of," and I like the line because it made me feel old. <laughs> she, yeah, the, the Nicholas Cage. No, a tw- no, I'm talking about the twins line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's on, a Nicholas Cage. Go no, ahead. On Schwarzenegger and yeah. um <laughs> and um. Shit! Now Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yeah, she she describes it as uh, you know the 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 one guy, the tall guy, you know the little short bald guy. He's on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remind me of that one. You know, like straight. But it's like she said it in a way. It was like, oh, so she gave her like a little diss, and then she's gonna come back and give her one, and then they're gonna be friends. Kind of like the way that Nadine. Uh, was with uh, Woody Harrelson character mm-hmm. you know it's like I-, I thought that she understood like this kind of back and forth like you could kind of rag on a person and they rag yep. back but she wasn't getting it and I realized that when she got in the pool with uh, Irwin for the first time yeah. and then she just bags him she was like hey you want to have sex and he thinks about it and he was like fuck okay yeah and then she's like oh nope I'm just kidding I was like what the Fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, like she dis, she like she does, she does the same thing to people that other people do to her. Right. You know, and I, I think I think the difference in, the, in those interactions is that the one, the that one girl hit her in like an insecurity, because that, that was a that was a huge point of the movie, saying that she's always felt compared. What, the movie opens with her being compared to her brother. That's a, but the uh, the insecurities, yeah, you're hitting people with insecurities. That's what she's going for as well. She tells her brother, yeah, your head is super big, and that you'll never be able to fix it. You know what I'm saying? That's well, the only thing. When that's she's around. trying to be friendly with people, like I'm saying, like at that party, she was trying to be friendly with that girl. Mm. He's like, well, I'm here. I might as well be friendly with her. Mm. And what the girl does is unintentionally, mm. she hits her right in an insecurity yeah. when she thought they were having a friend a friendly thing. Yeah. When she taught when she hits someone's insecurities. It's to offend them because they've said something hurtful to her not necessarily yeah what, okay what what about the sex thing like that wasn't the sex thing that was just her thinking she was funny all right what yeah. what, what about later on or earlier when they go to the carnival and it's like you remind me of a really old man I, I think... inside of a wheelchair in a nursing home and it's like what like why would you say that no, like... no 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 it's a compliment it was, i'm like what the fuck are you talking about you know, <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like she she does that often and if somebody if you that... were to say that exact same thing to her yeah. then her insecurities and depression and anxiety would have went plummeting you know what i'm saying so it's like she's doing what people are doing to her and isn't recognizing the cycle yeah I, I, you're not wrong i i just i just feel like 
I don't know, I just feel like I get it. Like the the compliment thing for me, that was never close to an insult. Because I I compliment people like that. I compare them to like weird things. But, uh, yeah, but if yeah. But like I'm saying, like you recognize if he did the same thing to her, then it's like she it, definitely takes that as like not a compliment. Yeah, and and part mm-hmm. of that and and part of that stems from you know uh, the insecurities, yes. not knowing how to interact. Yes. So like I get yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Cycle. It's like yeah. not only is she like not self aware, she's like doing terrible things. She's she not is. aware of why she's doing the terrible things. She doesn't know how to stop doing. I think the terrible she's things. very aware, and I think she tries yeah. to push it away. I think mm. there's a there's a lot of self awareness and he tries to push it away, mm. and the reason and, and and I really think that's the case because okay. I because I do that. Okay, I so I've been like painfully self aware and I've pushed it away and it's gotten me in trouble before. Yeah, because it hurts to be that self aware mm. when you're in a position like Nadine's. It hurts that much, so you just try to push it away and hope that what you're saying isn't weird enough to offend someone. Mm. So like I think that's what's happening. I don't think she's not self aware. I know people that are, I know characters that aren't self-aware mm-hmm. and I know people that aren't self-aware yeah. and I know people that are painfully self-aware mm-hmm. and the painfully self-aware act more like what Nadine was doing than what she was. That's, doing. you know, I can't, it's, I mean, I understand that's, that's definitely yeah. what, what she's doing, but it's just like a difference of, um, uh, what w- the way of life is like, you can choose to do that. And it's like, yeah, I can choose to like push away the things that I'm afraid of or don't want to think about, mm-hmm. but instead I live in it. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of the th- the thing is like you keep using the word choice, and yeah. this this is why I'm getting like a little bit like triggered. Yeah. Because a lot of the times these aren't choices; these aren't mm-hmm. things that you think about. These are things that happen, mm-hmm. and you're reacting in like instinctively. So mm-hmm. these aren't like like you can choose the way you think, but you it can, takes work. But you can choose to apologize. You know what I'm saying? Like the self awareness I'm talking about is is like if something happens as an instinct, then the awareness is to realize the thing that happened and then change it. You know, as opposed to continuing to go down the road and go down the road and go down the road and wait four or five years. And then you look at all the shitty things that you left in your back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you don't have to just do something shitty, realize that it was shitty, press it out of your memory and continue to go. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I think like, I like, like I said, if it's not if it's not a choice and it happens, then fine. But then yeah. at least check yourself afterwards. Like right. You can always look back on bad decisions. You know, like, I mean, it's like I can make a choice and make a bad decision or if I have anxiety, depression or something that is making me instinctively make a bad decision, I can still look back on my action and realize that it wasn't good and right. fix that. You know, and she wasn't doing any of that until the end. And you've you seen where um, where she finally got to change where um, mm-hmm. and the mom finally grew up too, uh, where um, she she goes to see Irwin's play or his, his, his short film mm-hmm. and the mom, her mom texts her. And then the first thing, well, her mom calls her. And the first thing that she does, ignore. No. I'm like, fuck. She's gonna. She's. She hasn't learned yet. You know, like, because you, no. you, you, you. That this is the point where she, she, uh, she has a revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time that she actually wakes up in the morning, as opposed to like whenever she wakes up. Right. And as soon as she wakes up in the morning, she sees her brother. He's already up, rising shine. This the uh, the girlfriend. She's already up, rising shine. Mm-hmm. He's like, what the hell are you doing awake this early in the morning? You know, this isn't normal. So you think that maybe she's changing. She's transitioning. So I'm like, mm-hmm. good. Now we're seeing her on that path. She gets there to the um to the place at 9:40 a.m. That's what time said on the phone mm-hmm. uh, now for some like yeah she's awake before 10 so then the her mom calls her she's getting out of the bed out of her depression she, her mom's in bed at 10 mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning she's still depressed she calls her because she goes inside of her room and see she's not there she calls her and she ignores her mom's call then i'm like fuck why would you do that you know that's your mm-hmm. mom she's worried about you but then she was she gets her phone back out and she texts i'm okay yeah. Then I'm like, yes, that's all it takes. Yeah. Like, that's all that it takes. That's an adult. That's what you do. And then the mom, I was like, now, mom, like, are we? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's uh, fine. Then the mom, the mom, she texts back. She was like, you better call me back immediately. Nope. Delete it. No. You know, the, the, let me know. The, uh, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and I think I think that this was a, a lot of people definitely learning how to back away from their shitty actions. Yeah. I think the self-awareness was at the end. Yeah. Uh, everyone kind of got their own sense of self-awareness. Yes. Uh, Woody Harrison became sort of a father figure mm-hmm. uh, to Nadine in a bit. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I just think the movie did a very great job of navigating the reality of relationships. I'll, I'll 100% agree yeah. with that. And, like, and, and I understand the motivations and the decisions that were made on a... On a on like on an emotional psychological level, yeah. <clears throat> because I I made a lot of the same stupid decisions and said a lot of the same stupid things, mm. and so I think I don't blame anyone for what they did in the movie. Like mm. I don't blame a character for having done or acted the way that they acted. Okay. Because I understand the place that it comes from. I can relate mm. to the place that it comes from. So that's what the writing for me I think was one of the best writings that I've ever seen or mm. ever read. I I mean I I do I blame Nadine a lot just because she didn't fix the things that she fucked up. She you know? didn't fix them yet, but she's she's a yeah, person yeah, beyond the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end, we get the hint that she is going that she to is, fix yes, them. Yes, yes. So Pretty she hasn't true. fixed them yet. Yes, so she she could go back and become a much better person. Yeah. And that's what you, that they would have us believe. Yeah. yeah. So I, I agree. I, with I that. think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. But like the writing was really solid because yes. of how it navigated sort of conventional relationships yeah it made him fresh gave a new perspective on the john hughes type comedy where yeah. things are exaggerated it, it was a solid it was a solid screenplay mm-hmm. by solid performances with solid actors with solid technicality yeah and like everything felt very very real i liked a uh, a line from her mom as um like i said dealing with somebody um my, my mother she my uncle, my, my mother's brother, he was shot and killed when I, when I was younger and they mm-hmm. dumped his body in my, um, outside the elementary school, my elementary school. You know, so, so after that happened, she turned into a wreck. You know what I'm saying? Like she was done, like super depressed. You know, but it, but it was like, I, it, I identify with seeing that, you know, just like having a mother that is just like out of it, yeah. done, you know, alcoholic and just anything is just like they're done, they're out of it. You know, and one of the lines I really like from Nadine's mom it's like when when I when I get mad, I get really quiet and really still. And I say to myself, everyone in the world is as miserable as you are. They're just better at pretending. Right. You know? And I think that's a moment in the narrative that the mom and the daughter that was like the first real connection they had in the movie. Yeah. And so and that's what leads to the the ending when they like communicate and mm-hmm. I'm safe, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh that that I think that's why I love those this writing because like there's no big dramatic moment. No, there everything is very nuanced and very subtle is, and yeah. very realistic. And being that. able to deal, with, yeah. yeah, like like the brother was like, yeah, I'm dealing with what you are, but I'm I'm pretending, you know. Right. And the mother was like, she's not a good pretender. The Nadine was a good pretender, but by the time the end of the movie comes along, you see that they'll get to a point to where they won't have to pretend any longer. You right. Know? So, yeah, it, it definitely comes around. You have your resolution. Like I said, it's a good hour and 15 of difficult for me to watch. Yeah. But but you get your resolution, definitely. It's a movie based on awkwardness and based on how to navigate that awkwardness. Yeah. And, and when you finally get to find the end of that, mm. I mean, it's it's really rewarding and yes. satisfying. Yes. But uh, the last one that I want to make about the movie before we cut off is mm. that the core of the movie, people will say this is a movie about like self-discovery and whatnot, and they're mm. not wrong. Sure. Um, but I feel like this is a movie about someone that's been isolated, mm. finding a place to fit in again. Okay. And because and, at the end, that's the, that's the ultimate world of the movie. Instead of like Irwin, uh, when they walk out of the film festival and they're, um, he, he drags her with her to the group yeah. and he the group immediately ex- excludes her from the group. Yep. And he's like, hold the fuck on. I got to, and mm-hmm. then she brings her back in. 
the first time, and that's a mirror image of the first time Krista does that, which yep. is put into a group, she gets left behind. Yes. The, 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 the ultimate reward for this movie was finally being included in the life of the people that you care about. Mm. So this movie isn't purely self-discovery mm. or isn't just uh, someone learning how to be a better person. Yeah. It's someone finally getting their need to be included in other people's life fulfilled. Mm. That's what this movie is about. And sure. that's why this movie hit home for me and made okay. me cry like a bitch at the theater. Okay. Yeah. I was also very sad when I watched it. Yeah. You know, that, that's it. That's my take on the movie. Um, yeah. I mean, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Rotten Tomatoes says a 95 out of 100. And the way that I rate things, I would rate it the same way, a 95 out of 100. Yeah. But um, I don't think in, I'll In be my opinion, the technicality of the movie yeah. uh, isn't amazing. The technicality of the movie isn't impressive. No, it's just there. It's there there's nothing it's over there. the top. You know, it's For just, me, yeah. all of the worth of this movie comes purely from the writing, performances, mm. and situations that the writing creates. That's part of the technicality. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, well, uh, technicality for me means like camera work, editing work, uh, narrative structure, mm. but not like... The acting performances? Necessarily, not necessarily performances, or okay. not necessarily... Um, the way that dialogue was delivered or written down. Mm. I mean, like the structure. Di- dialogue the delivery, I don't consider yeah. a technicality, but yeah, the, the story, uh, how it's written, and the dialogue's part is how it's written, and, and the performance I do, but the dialogue and the way that the actor, you know, gives that to you, mm-hmm. shit, that's not yeah. technical at all. Not at all. Yeah. For me, yeah, for me, technicality is like everything that has to do with the mechanical component of making the movie. Mm. Uh, so for me, the technicality was like kind of there. For me, the movie just gets points from performances and, and writing. Yeah. That's what makes it sells a movie for me. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, closing, closing things. <sighs> it's, I still, there were still other things that I didn't like that I didn't even say. Yeah, the, the fact I'm that Irwin, kind of like, Irwin is in high school. He's an Asian guy that has a six pack and a nice chest and a nice body. He looks like he's twenty four years old, but he's pulling a seventeen year old, and he's like the most in shape Asian that guy I've, I've ever seen. And yeah. I'm like, come on, like, like how, how? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I when I'm in high school, I didn't know that graphic designer that is also a film nerd that also spends the majority of their time drinking protein shakes and getting in the best shape possible so they can date the girl that doesn't like herself or anybody else. I was just like, mm. and then the fact that she didn't even like him enough to be straight up with him and then went to go try to suck some other guy's dick and then comes back to him at the end and I hoped when she got to go see his play when he said that wasn't about you I was hoping the twist was her having to deal with herself after that realizing that no she doesn't get the guy that she wanted to suck his dick no she doesn't get Erwin because she's not good enough for him and for her to realize that life sucks but you can't throw a temper tantrum tantrum every time something goes bad you know but she, she got him in the end and there was a resolution and I thought it was cool Alright. So I have <laughs> I have so many problems with the line the like the middle bit of saying that. Like like she went to a guy that sucked his dick and then didn't suck his dick and like whatever like what you said that bit yes. gave me a problem. Let's hear it. But you said so many fast things Let's hear it. that I got lost. I think I she, she she did offer to suck a guy's dick. Not only did she, she offer, did. she said she was gonna do it, and right. she was like, "You come pick me up, and I'm gonna suck your dick." And then you know, and, and that's after she already has a thing with Erwin. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's just like what the fuck? It's like I've been Erwin myself too. You know, being the loser guy that's yeah. just hoping that some girl you know will like me. You know, but then just he, because she said that doesn't mean she can't go suck somebody's dick. Just exactly, you're right. Walk away. <laughs> it's fine if she wants to walk away. Walk away from who? From the Nick. From the yes, yeah, yeah she was a bitch, and it's fine. It's, it's yeah. like I mean, it's like I don't mind if you're a liar, you're a liar, and that's cool. You know, but what she I'm wasn't saying? lying. She wanted to do it, and then she changed her no, mind. No, no, no. She didn't say I want to suck your dick. 
She said, I will. No. Let's hold on, let's look through the She <laughs> said, I'm gonna put your mouth your mouth on my breast. We can have sex no. inside the so and so room and then I'll be giving you a BJ. No, she didn't there was no mention of she said, I want your penis inside me. Mm. I want your penis inside me. I I believe for the I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna give it to you, but I'm gonna look right. at, I'm gonna look up the exact quote and read it in the. I the have next the fucking segment. movie, like downloaded. I'll. We don't. I mean, I mean, I'm, I just want to be 100 percent accurate, but yeah. it's like I don't know if we have the time in the no, 40 minutes. But it's like as soon as it cuts, then we'll find the exact line and then come back. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, uh, fuck. It's so. It just. I just have problems with the way that was phrased. It's. I think it's the. What? I, I, I don't know. I just grew up around. I, I grew up around like different. Statements like that bothered me for some reason. What do you mean? I don't know. They just bothered me because I grew up around women a lot. So, like, I understand that thought process Same. more than that. Same. Um, but I'm also, you know, so, but also being like the man that wants to take women. You know, it's like being. being I guess I don't have that. I you just, know, it's like being, being the, the first, like being the person that wants to make women happy yeah. and then being the person that wants to make women have an orgasm. Completely two different people. N- you know? I don't have that at all. Yeah. Like, I just want to be a person. <laughs> Mm. yeah right. i just really I, 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 whatever we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna cut and then we're gonna come back with movie and television premiere yeah yeah and welcome back everybody we're going to do television and movie premieres yeah yeah uh this week in television first we have uh tuesday february the 21st uh the detour uh, the Detour is a comedy. It's going to be on TBS at 10 p.m. Uh, it says season two starts with back-to-back new episodes tonight. Uh, guests this season include Samantha B, James Cromwell, uh, John Oliver. Is that and... the girl from Full Frontal? Some Full Frontal with Samantha B? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevor, no, that's going to be another thing. But yeah, and, uh, John Oliver. <laughs> that's going to be on uh, TBS. <laughs> <laughs> that's a completely different thing. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, um, what's that show called? Sorry, I'm uh, the Detour. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's gonna be a comedy on TBS Tuesday, February the twenty first at ten p.m. Uh, the exact same day, um, we have something called Trevor Noah, Afraid of the Dark. What's he? What is he? It's a, a comedy special. Okay, a Netflix oh, comedy all right. special. He is a stand up. Yeah, I, I sort of started viewing him as a as a polit- political, a political reporter. Guy. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. I forgot he made yeah. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Trevor Noah, Afraid of the Dark special. Uh, the the trailer's already out as a comedy. It's gonna be a comedy special on Netflix. Nice. Uh, check that out, dude. Netflix got the stand up game on fucking lock. Yeah. Like I remember it used to be HBO. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Showtime's trying to get in get in on the um the thing. Oh, there's a there's another channel called CISO. Mm-hmm. CISO is like doing nothing but comedy. I don't know if they're on television or if it's just like an internet thing or whatever. Is it like like stand up comedy or like stand up comedy? comedy. Oh, stand up cool. comedy. Yeah. CISO. CISO. Cool. Um, next thing is going to be Thursday, February the 23rd, uh, The Blacklist Redemption. Haven't seen The Blacklist, but this this is one of those shows where anytime I go to a party or I go to a friend's house or something like that, and I always ask, what what's the last movie you watched and what are you watching the on Blacklist television? always fucking comes up. Always comes up. I fucking hate that show. Always comes up. I absolutely hate that show. You, you, you watched I've it watched, enough, enough watched to hate it? I seven episodes. <laughs> I hated right. every single episode. But, but you kept going back. <laughs> well... Uh, because well, I watched the first one, I was like, this is bad. Yes. I watched the second one, I was like, that's intriguing, mm. but I didn't enjoy myself. I okay. watched the third one, this is bad. Yes. It had a pattern. Like, every other episode would be good enough for me to watch the next one. Mm. And so, like, by the time I hit seventh, it was just, like, such a bad fucking... It's just like, I can't. I can't. Ooh. And I dropped it. 
All I'm right. sorry. Like anyone that likes the show, good to you. I mean, I don't know. But I have I have a huge problem with uh, sort of do sex machina villains, which is what this guy was. Okay. So he can fucking go suck a dick. <laughs> God, I hate that show. Uh, it's a sp- <laughs> the, the spinoff from the hit drama The Blacklist was introduced in, in a May episode that found Ryan Eggles, Tom Keenan, Keen, uh, joining up with uh, f- these some names of people that I don't know. You know what? It's The Blacklist Redemption. It's a new drama. It's going to be on NBC at 10 p.m. Thursday, if, February the 23rd. This is the kind of show that if you haven't watched The Blacklist, you're not going to watch it. So anyone that's going to watch Redemption, hope you enjoyed Blacklist. You know, well, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. Because, I mean, there's people that watch Law & Order SVU that haven't watched Law & Order. Yeah, but Law & Order SVU had, have an, has an identity of itself. Blacklist now. may do the same thing. They could break off the Blacklist, Black, Blacklist then Blacklist Redemption, then Bla- Blacklist um, The Final Calling. But, you know what I'm saying, like, they can do the a whole... The Final Calling? Oh, no. It's the final <laughs> countdown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's the uh, Thursday, February twenty third. The Blacklist Redemption, uh, NBC, ten pm. I haven't watched that show. I don't, and I, I don't intend to watch that show either. It's, it's not great. Um, Just the writing, like it's done very well. Mm. Like technicality, very well. Done I mean, show. I, I got a highly people who highly Aaron, Aaron Forney, good friend of mine. Mm. He, he said, um, if you don't do anything else, you have to watch the Blacklist. You have to watch the Blacklist. <laughs> and I got home and I was like, no, nah. I don't. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't. I don't have to do that. I don't have to do a goddamn thing. <laughs> nope. I ain't got to do shit. All right. Next thing is going to be Friday, February the 24th, is I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Uh, it's going to be a movie. That was dramatic. Yeah. It's, it's on Netflix. It's a drama thriller. Uh, this Netflix indie thriller is a directorial debut of uh, The Green Room and Blue Ruin star Megan Blair. And it just won the top award at this year's Sundance Film Festival. Huh. Nice. Well, goddamn. Starring uh, Melanie Linsky and Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood does his thing. My girlfriend says that... Um, that hold on. Got a little... <laughs> Headphones. My girlfriend says that uh, Elijah Wood looks like a pedophile that's about to be get caught. Like all times. Like his face always looks like a pedophile that's just about to get caught. <laughs> you know? Because he's like all wide-eyed. His face is like kind of dopey. <laughs> just... <laughs> You know, and it's like to, to, it's like not like a pedophile that's a comfortable pedophile. Like no, she's no, a pedophile that knows, knows he's, he's about to get caught. Yep. He fucked up somewhere. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what Elijah Wood's face looked like. If we can bring Elijah Wood's face up outside that. Oh uh, my the, god, that's really the, um, funny. The next thing is gonna be um Ultimate Beastmaster. Oh, it's a it's a new show. It's a, a reality competition on Netflix. This is what I was talking about. Yeah. This is the shit that I was talking about with Netflix. Um, <laughs> damn it, you were killing me. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm killing myself. You're not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's the uh, it's a Netflix thing that um they they're spending they're spending money on their Netflix originals. They're getting rid of a lot of other stuff, whatever. Right. But they're only using a, they're using a lot less money per Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. And this one here, Ultimate Beastmaster. Sylvester Stallone produced international strength endurance competition will will feature different hosts in different countries, including Terry Crews. Hold on, I might be back on. <laughs> including Terry Crews in the U.S. and all 10, 10 episodes streamed today. So that's February 24th, that Friday. I don't know how to feel about this. Like, Sylvester Stallone, like, he produced it, but it doesn't say anything about him being in it. I don't think so, he's in it. So that might be all right. Yeah. That might be all right. All right, there you go. Oh, I don't fuck with uh, Sylvester. You don't Stallone. like Sylvester? No. I guess after Rocky, that was that was it. That was it for you. No, what's the name? I love Rocky. I love a number of the Rockies. Yeah. I, I loved um, I love Rambo. I love all the Rambos. Yeah. Nope, love the first two Rambos. 
I was um, gonna call you on it. I was yeah. Gonna, well. Yeah. Um. But after that, nah. Okay. You know, because I mean, he's a, he's an action star, so yeah. it's like he can't do anything except for action, and I'm not big on that. I feel but, um, but Terry Crews is in it, so he might like flex his, his pectorals. So yeah, I, I'll watch the, that. the Old Spice shit. I like that. I like that. I can flex them, but I don't have mine aren't big enough yet, you know? Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Like, can, you... <laughs> can you see that shit? No, you can't really see it in no, there. You, no, you can't. A little bit. Oh, yeah, it's right there. Right there. There you go. Uh, uh. There you go. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> like, you got to get them bigger so it actually you know, does something. Shows up. Um, I think Terry Crews, I play Overwatch a lot. I love that game. Yeah. I think Terry Crews might be voicing one of the characters in nice. Overwatch. Nice. Yeah. That'd be super, super dope. It's called Doomfist. There's theories Do- around that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, but that's uh, that's Friday, February oh, the 24th. Oh, away. That's fine. It's still wide. All right. Go ahead. Uh, the next thing is going to be uh, Saturday, February the 25th. The uh, Independent Spirits Award. Independent Spirit Awards. That's going to be a live event on IFC at 5 p.m. Uh, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney host. Nick Kroll's pretty funny. John Mulaney's hilarious, too. Those people are funny. Apparently, they say the, the amount of tuna is to be determined. Is that a thing? That's that's a John Mulaney thing. That's a John Mulaney thing. He okay. loves tuna. He made a joke about tuna. Okay. Point. All right. You like John Mulaney? <laughs> I love John Mulaney. He's fucking funny. How do you not like Seinfeld? I think you would love Jerry Seinfeld. I I, lo- I like Seinfeld as a comedian. Yeah. I don't like the show. The show Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I like Seinfeld as a comedian. Okay. I think he's, I think he's really funny. I, I think he's yeah. terrible. But if I, lo- <laughs> I, lo- I love Seinfeld the show. Yeah. But it's like I don't like because I'm like he's one of the lovable. He um he doesn't work blue, so he doesn't like no curse words and everything is like very right. approachable, happy. So I was like, you might like that. You know, I kind of, I kind of, like, I like his comedians in cars getting coffee. I like that a lot. You like that now? Yeah, I've seen. I, I've always liked that. I didn't think you liked that. At yeah, first. No, always, I just don't watch it a lot. But okay. I, when I watch it, I like it. Yeah. And I liked his talking funny thing he did on HBO with Ricky oh, Gervais, Louis yes. C.K., and Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah. I, I think I think he's got valuable things to say about comedy. Yeah. But I just don't necessarily enjoy the show. I'll give you all right. Yeah. Yeah. There was somebody else that um um that didn't like Seinfeld uh, yesterday. That we were I talking felt like to. I found like like a kindred spirit. But he he was black, <laughs> you know. He, he was black. It's like I I, I, I I would garner that nine out of ten black people don't like. Um, I guess Seinfeld. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm not black. I guess I have black in me. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start stretching it. It's yeah. like too it much of a. Sh- yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next thing is going to ah, be... Fuck, my camera's running out of battery, too. Shit. Well, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, next thing is going to be uh, Sunday, February the 26th, the 89th Academy Awards Special. Okay. Uh, hosted by none other than Jimmy Kimmel. <sighs> You're goddamn like right. You don't like Jimmy Kimmel. You're goddamn right. Bad. He's awesome. No, he's you, not. I wish Jonathan was here for this. He'll... he'll <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel is one of the better stand-up hosts, uh, one of the better uh, late-night hosts that we have around here. And do you know? Do you know who's validated me in, in that in that thought? Who? The goddamn Academy Awards. You know, uh, the next thing is going to be a uh, Monday, February the twenty seventh. Uh, it's called the High Court. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a it's a comedy reality show. It comes on Comedy Central at midnight. Um, this uh, comedian Doug Benson adjudicates disputes between real people who are planning on taking their cases to actual court. So they were going to take it to actual court, but instead they're taking it to the high court. Think of this as Judge Judy, but with far more drugs involved. All right. All right, I'm into that because yeah. I already fucks with Doug Benson. He has a show called Getting Doug with High. Mm-hmm. You know, Getting High with Doug. It's Getting yeah. Doug with High on um I got on, the on joke, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they they have a number of different uh, segments, pot topics, um, um, hot hot whatever. But watch it. He's good. He's great. Cool. Um, the next thing is gonna be Taken. 
taken on on Monday, February the 22nd, 7th, to follow the trend of movies that are now television shows, taken. (laughs) It'll be on NBC at 10 p.m. Don't want it. I don't want it. Don't want it. What, what if I told? What if I told you that Liam Neeson was going to be the star of this? I don't want it. Yeah, I, but I'm not. I'm not going to tell you that. Because he's not. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. But I just want to know what you would say. What if I told you that? <laughs> I don't want it. I like Taken One. That yes, was it. That was it. That was it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we agreed that Taken mm. Two was not good. No, it's it was not. not good. It's like, it was not. Do you, y'all had to fight people for that? Yeah, I had to fight. Same, people same here. <laughs> for Taken Two, I was like, no, it's not good. It's not. It's I not. Had to find a certain set of people and show up a certain <laughs> set of skills. Oh, the first one was great the first one was great but it was like the Beyonce thing when yeah. Taken 2 came out couldn't nobody say anything bad about it I'm like no it's not good guys you know what movie's great here. John Wick John Wick 2 is way better than any Taken yep. sequel yep. whatever it be yep. just go watch John Wick yes. instead of Taken uh, the next thing is going to be Tickled movie Tickled. Tickled movie. It's a documentary on HBO at 10 p.m. Uh, t- TV debut of the 2016 documentary a film festival hit about the burgeoning film of competitive tickling all right, move on. I don't want to hear anymore. You don't about want to know about t- the competitive tickling. tickling. They have a tickle king. Fuck tickling. You're not into tickling? No. How? What? Tickling is the one thing that whenever That's, someone touches you, they make you look like a psycho. That I would think you, that would you be can a go from Because tickling makes you go from like, ha, ah, ha, to don't fucking touch me. And like, like that. <laughs> Come on. Tickling <laughs> hey, is tickling. awesome. Come on. Fuck you. <laughs> the Tickle Movie. Yeah, it's a documentary on HBO. It's at called the Tickle Movie. The Tickle Movie. Sounds like a bad porn. They also have a guy called the Tickle King. Wait, you know, you know what's you know what's funny? Like as much as I hate, <laughs> as much as I hate tickling, mm-hmm. the there's a certain like like tickling porn is pretty great. I've never seen that before. Uh, it's pretty interesting. You should look it up. Does it like enhance the orgasm? No, it's just I don't know why I don't know what it does. It's just interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna pass then. Just Google it. Go like tickle abuse. Uh, I'm I'm gonna soft pass, not a hard pass, but a soft pass. pass. Just a soft pass on on the tickle thing. (laughs) uh, The the next thing is gonna be When We Rise. It's a mini mini series. It's gonna be on ABC at 9 p.m. Eight hour mini series about the history of gay American gay rights from Oscar winning um, milk screenwriter Dustin Lance Black. Um, He stars uh, Guy Pearce, Mary Louise Parker, Michael K. Williams. Um, the list goes on. Uh, the miniseries will air nightly this week through Friday, uh, skipping Tuesday for a presidential address. Nice. I guess we're going to be having our first presidential address I on Tuesday. I'll be crying on Tuesday. Wowzers. Yep. Yeah, but that's that's all for uh, for television. And for movies, let's see what we got coming out this week. Anything of worth? Yes. <laughs> uh, first thing that we have here. You know what my favorite thing about that was? You absolutely can prepare knowing if there was anything of worth. Oh, always. You played it up. Yeah, definitely. Like, yes. Well, let's see if there's anything see, worth it here. Yes, playing to the guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we don't have any movies this week. No, no. I fully know all the movies and television shows. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, first thing is going to be a Punching Henry. Uh, it's a 95-minute runtime. It's a comedy. Um, the rundown is a hapless, satirical songwriter. Henry Phillips is lured to uh, L.A. when a veteran TV producer decides to make a show about a life of a loser. Solid. Uh, stars Henry Phillips, Tig Notaro, and J.K. Simmons. Tig Notaro's fucking... I've seen her name yes. like show up more and more. She's awesome. Yeah. Tig Notaro and J.K. Simmons is in it as well. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Hell yeah. Uh, next thing is going to be As, as, as you, you Are. are. Yeah. It's a 110-minute runtime drama mystery. As a friend. Um, <laughs> it's uh, set in the early 1990s, as you are. 
Do you think this is something to do with the Nirvana? Might, might be something to do with Nirvana. Relationship with three teenagers as it traces the course yeah. of their friendship through a construction dispute. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All right. I'm done with that. So, I mean, if yeah, don't even care anymore. Like, I was all hyped up because just maybe Nirvana. Listen to Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, next thing is uh, Bitter Harvest. Uh, yeah. Rated R, 103-minute runtime, a drama romance war movie. Uh, stars no one you've ever heard of, I'd assume. It's set in 1930s Ukraine as uh, Joseph Stalin advances the ambitions of the communists. Okay. So check that out. Next thing is going to be Rock Dog. I was I was really hoping you would skip that one. Rock Dog. No, man, uh, Luke Wilson's in this. J.K. Simmons is in this. Louis Black, Eddie Izzard. Oh, okay. This is a lot of good people it just looks like a stereotypical animated movie. Oh, probably so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when a radio falls from the sky into the hands of a wide-eyed Tibetan Mastiff? That's the kind Tibetan of a dog? Mastiff, yeah. No. He leaves home to fulfill his dream of becoming a musician, setting into motion a series of completely unexpected events. Solid. And the people that I said are in it. Uh, the next thing is going to be Collide. Uh, Collide is a PG-13 movie, 99-minute runtime, listed as an action thriller. An American backpacker gets involved with a ring of drug smugglers as their driver. Though he winds up on the run from his employers across... Uh, high speed uh, country that I can't pronounce. So that's another movie that'll be filled with. That people. sounds like the Joseph Gordon Levitt where he was a delivery driver. Uh, I didn't see that. Neither did I. I just know it's a movie that exists. Mm. Uh, director Aaron Crevy uh, stars Felicity Jones, Anthony Hopkins, and Bing Kinsley. I'm hoping so, that Felicity Jones is as good as I think she is. Mm. I just didn't like her in Star Wars. She, I mean, yeah. well, at least this movie Collide has some people that you may know. Right. Felicity uh, Jones, Anthony Hopkins, and Ben King. Anthony Hopkins? Fuck me. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of money for Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what's the next one? The last one is the movie that I've been anticipating for quite <laughs> some time. Is that the, the Jordan Peele? Yeah, Get Out. Nice. Get Out. Rated R, 103-minute runtime, listed as a horror. Metascore, 80 out of 100. Really? A young African-American man visits his Caucasian girlfriend's mysterious family estate. Director Jordan Peele stars Allison Williams. Guys, we'll be seeing this. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, can't wait. That is a good, good block. Anyway, uh, our cameras are dying out of battery, so we're going to cut it. They don't, they don't know about the cameras they don't that they're listening cam- to on the podcast. They don't know. This is true. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to end it right here. Uh, it was a, I think it was a good discussion. I really what? liked the episode. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, but other than that, you can do the spiel, Twitter, at underscore FFS Podcast, yes. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play Music on their ad for film's sake. We mm-hmm. have a Facebook, a Facebook page uh, under for film's sake as well. Find us, talk to us, reveal us, talk to us to Twitter, do the whole fucking thing. And I uh, hope you enjoy the movie if you haven't watched it and decided to watch it after this episode. It's a really good movie and I think you should check it out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Anything you want to say, Chris? Solid. 10 out of 10. We're done. <laughs> Bye, guys.